0: welcome to the american med spa podcast medical spa insider this week chief operating officer kathy christensen is in conversation with shauna Christman, co-owner of destination aesthetic med spa
1: hi and welcome to medical spa insider my name is kathy christensen i'm the chief operating officer of the american med spa association i filling in for alex Tiersch, our normal host and i'm so happy to be chatting with one of our original and spa members and an incredible woman in the industry a very um smart uh passionate business owner who has um grown from a a practitioner to an owner to a scaled owner to a mature owner um, <laughs> so i'm happy to introduce you to uh, shauna chrisman for those of you who don't know her shauna thank you so much for joining us thank you kathy and thank you to am spa for having me <laughs> um so for those of you who don't know shauna she started destination aesthetics medical spa you're and perhaps you've heard of the dabs girls um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the dags right destination aesthetic Uh, girls right or gal is that girls or guys yes or guys guys. everyone is included yes (laughs) absolutely um in November of 2011 so um Shauna was one of as I mentioned one of our original members one of our original kind of relationships and she's um an excellent kind of and I don't want to like diminish you into the word of case study but I feel like you're an (laughs) excellent kind of case studying in this industry um, not only have you grown um kind of grown up in the industry and with the industry and 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 with amspot to a certain degree um, but you're continuing your kind of evolution in it as as the industry itself which is kind of still a very evolving space is evolving as well um, oh yeah absolutely so we're really excited to speak to you about a number of different things um just to give you uh, a little bit more information. Uh, Destination Aesthetic started out as a one room, um, one practitioner space, and it has now grown. You're in five locations, correct now? Correct.
2: Now five locations. Yes. So where are your locations? So we're all Sacramento based Sacramento area. And so our original location is in Sacramento. Then we went to Folsom, Elk Grove, Roseville and El Dorado Hills as our last most recent location, which opened in March of
1: 2022. All right. Um, So the mission statement at Destination Aesthetics is to deliver inspiration, empowerment and beauty through aesthetics, art, passion and love, um, which I love. Um, Her personal (laughs) mission is to eliminate the word vanity. And that's so, so true. And I think Mm -hmm. I think your mission is working, don't you?
2: I hope so. You know, all of us that are in the industry, we understand what we do and why we do it. And the patients, once they get their first treatment or their first experience, then they get it too. It's not about vanity. It's about how we feel. And I think, especially after COVID, that really resonated. So when we opened back up after being closed for two months, I was so nervous to call people to tell them that we were opening and to see if they were even interested in getting you know coming in and getting a treatment and people were literally screaming on the phone. It was like they won the publisher's clearing house or something and I we were just in the office just literally crying in tears because we had no idea how this was going to be received. But at the end of the day, we all want to feel and look our best and it really is kind of that gift that keeps giving. It's, you know, paying it forward, it's it's all of those things. And so vanity is no longer. No one should feel guilty about anything that they do whether it's you know, go out to eat or buy a handbag or get Botox. No one should feel guilty about doing that. It's whatever empowers them and how they feel.
1: No, I, I totally agree. And I think it's it's interesting because we're at a space right now, I think. And I, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on it in the industry and kind of the economy of the industry. I know we're... Mm-hmm. um Hearing a little bit of consumer slowdown, and it's summer anyway, and I know, you know, summer is a difficult time, um, generally speaking, and everyone's had their services, they're ready to go, they're vaxxed and waxed, right, uh, which, is, <laughs> <I> <laughs> which guess. is one of my favorite pandemic sayings, mm. um, but I'm, I'm curious uh, of your opinion on what we're seeing right now. I know when you, and you mentioned it, it's absolutely right after the pandemic when mm-hmm. things opened up again it was a for many many people it was an absolute rush of business um what's happening now in the economy what do you think
2: well i definitely feel the slowdown um i feel just as a consumer myself i feel i don't want to say i don't want to use the word fear i'd say precaution And I think that people are definitely, you know, we all have our hierarchy of needs. Um, What Mm. I'm seeing is that Botox is still at the high level of that hierarchy. It's, you know, I wouldn't say it's equivalent to food, but for some people (laughs) it is. (laughs) But um, definitely we are seeing a decrease in the average invoice spend. People are... Retail is a little bit. I feel people are kind of weighing, you know, what is important. But definitely, I feel people are still wanting to invest in skincare. I feel if the messaging and the education that we're doing is being well received, I feel like people understand the importance of skincare, meaning kind of like a DIY, you know, or less, just to, that they can maintain, you know, great cosmetic results and anti aging treatments at home. By using medical grade skincare, but definitely seeing an average invoice spend decrease. Um, I think that the frequency is still there; people still want it, obviously, but definitely feeling a little bit of that uh, that revenue decrease. Uh, you know, uh, with the consumers in prep, you know, choosing what they what they want to spend their money on.
1: So when that starts to happen, and even if it's mm-hmm. not, you know, happening in an For economical reasons or the overall larger economy, when that happens during the summer, what is a good way to pivot so that you're not? I mean, we can obviously, everyone knows like it's best to have a nice, strong savings account. It's best Mm -hmm. to have, you know, a great plan in place and to have a nice cushion and all of that. But the reality is, you know, when the rubber meets the road and things start to slow down and not Mm -hmm. in a way that it's like, you know, open and close, like during the Mm -hmm. pandemic, how do you pivot into that? And how do you determine when to start kind of adjusting your employees time from like your A effort into your B effort? And Mm -hmm. and I'm just curious, what are your
2: tips? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we learned a lot from last year because, you know, DA, like most other med spas, you know, we were reeling off of a pent up demand and we had our best years in 2021 you know uh-huh. going into 2022 and then the summer started last year and we kind of felt by the you know we could kind of see by the numbers that it you know there was a little bit of a decline about to happen but we had never seen such a drop in since you know last summer and i think it was it was just a snowball effect you know travel was up 50%, business travel was up a hundred percent. And then our own employees wanted to travel a lot that summer. So we had less uh-huh. providers. And it was kind of a compounded, you know, snowball effect. And it was the very first time that we had a decline. And we were like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And we've lost some like amazing providers and we would have a little bit of a crutch, but then we were able to rebound back and we've had nothing but positive trajectory growth and we were so we started feeling a little bit of you know changes last year so now we're more prepared this year for the summer slowdown. if people are going to travel on all of those things and you know having decreased providers with revenue and things so we kind of have been preparing for this early and I think that you know with going into Uh recession I think it really is all about investing in marketing Obviously, continuing to invest in your team, continuing to to invest in that patient experience and outcome, and making sure that all of those touch points are effective. And so we have, you know, we're getting ready to build a new website. Um, But before then, you know, we've focused on new patient acquisition, reputation management, SEO improvement, and things like that, Um, more strategic PPC. And all of that has caused an increase in new patient acquisition and you know uh, lead conversions working on our funnel. But I think a lot of people want to look at their PNL and expenditures and want to cut back, right? Because we right. all we need to look and you know still pay our bills and still pay our employees. Mm-hmm. But I think that the the focus should be on those pillars: marketing, um, team experience. So those are kind of our focuses at at this point. But we did we learned a lot from last year.
0: Hey everyone, let me take a quick second to share something really interesting for your business. Did you know that a staggering 74% of consumers shop on their phones while watching TV at night? That's like seven out of 10 of your patients. But the real eye-opener here is that less than one out of 10 med spas actually sell their products online. Can you imagine the untapped potential of giving your patients the convenience to purchase treatments, services, or skincare right from the comfort of their own homes through your very own branded app? That's where RepeatMD comes in. RepeatMD is the fastest growing software in the medical aesthetics industry and for good reason. RepeatMD is designed by e-commerce experts who have worked with renowned brands like Target, Nordstrom, and Neiman Marcus, and they'll build your practice its own mobile rewards and shopping app. Clients love RepeatMD and patients love the experience RepeatMD provides. RepeatMD rewards patients for spending more, encourages them to come back more often, and helps them discover treatments they'll absolutely love. On top of that, your practice can sell memberships and offer Financing for services all through your very own app designed and managed by the experts at RepeatMD. The bottom line is that RepeatMD enhances the entire patient experience while boosting your practice's revenue. They are game changers for your med spa. So what are you waiting for? Visit RepeatMD.com forward slash AimSpa to book a quick product demonstration. And guess what? We'll have special pricing for Medical Spa insider listeners, and you'll receive 50% off towards your first purchase. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Head over to RepeatMD forward slash AIMSPA today.
1: So tell me, like, as far as are there any focuses that you're changing? Is there, are you finding yourself because, and this is just an example. I'm not sure that mm-hmm. how accurate this is, but if, yeah. you know, patient A decides instead of coming up, coming in every six weeks for, for Botox, instead they're pushing mm-hmm. it to eight weeks or, yeah. or yeah. even beyond. Mm-hmm. What tips do you have as far as kind of filling that gap or pivoting on mm-hmm. your focus. Like, is there, you know, what do you do with your team during that time? Is there more focus on retail? Is online retail mm-hmm. an option? Um, what about things like weight loss, wellness, sexual health? <laughs> is that anything you're digging into? I, I'm just, I'm seeing kind of a shift in, mm-hmm. in um, desires a little bit in this field, at uh, Botox and, and filler and all of that is always, always going to have its place, but I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm curious on, on where all this is going to land and what you think.
2: Yeah. I mean, we want to always try to grab the low hanging fruit, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, focusing on your existing patient clientele, especially those who are those patients who come in routinely, no matter what, Um, you know, increasing your number of dual users, say for example, for people who are getting neurotoxin plus fillers, like that's a focus right now. Um, And, Yes, e-commerce, you know, people want convenience now. So we're looking at a membership program for our e-commerce site or um, a subscription program, rather. Um, and then we just launched a loyalty reward program that people can use in addition to the the vendor uh, uh, re- reward programs such as Ali and Aspire Lasting Beauty Rewards. So that will hopefully focus on patient retention. Um, and so we just launched that last month. <clears throat> which has been really successful, um, you know, kind of thinking outside the box. So when you're thinking about weight loss, that's definitely something that we have considered a Uh long time ago. We used to do HCG and weight loss management and like meal replacements. And, you know, I think that part of our success at DA has been not to offer everything under the sun and just Uh focus on a few things that you do really well. But, you know, the weight loss thing is interesting because, you know, I feel, terrible for the cancel culture that we have right now if any Uh celebrity is online and they lose weight everyone's like oh they're on olympic and they're doing this and they're doing that it's like it kind of goes back to the whole vanity thing it's like if they Uh choose to do that for themselves and they've lost weight you should be proud you should be happy for them like don't be Uh so judgmental you know so one part of me wants to offer that but at the second time you know we're trying to again kind of keep things clean, keep things focused, and maybe not offer everything under the sun. But if we were to offer that, it would be, you know, looking at it as an additional revenue stream perhaps, but I know that, you know, HCG kind of phased out and I feel like the Ozempic will probably phase out. I mean, people can hardly get it anymore. (laughs) There's a shortage. I (laughs) I know, so um, that's on the table right now, but we have not, we have not executed it.
1: So like, it sounds to me, Shauna, that you are very prepared. For what is coming down, you know, the pipeline and what's what's you know what's happening this year. It doesn't sound to me like any of this is surprising to you. And no. I'm curious, are you? How do you get five locations on <laughs> kind of the same track as you? And is there a strategic planning process that you guys are going through? Um, it just sounds like you're planned and not reactionary, which is. I, I believe always kind of the ideal where you're not like mm-hmm. putting out fires and your whole team's putting out fires all day long. It's exhausting for everybody so how do you how do you how do you yourself get ready for this and then how do you um kind of spread the communication with your five locations so that everyone is on the same page?
2: Oh well, thank goodness for. Wine, I can just say <laughs> that. <laughs> um, you know, rejuvenating with a glass of wine at the end of the day is always a blessing. Yes. Amen. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, com- communication is everything with the team. We're big proponents of Slack. We have a grotesque number of Slack channels. We have everything itemized. Um. And I'm not like OCD, but it's like we have so many Slack channels, something for everything. So communication is really imperative for the team. But with regards to scaling. To be honest with you, so many of our locations were not intentional. It 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 was it, it came about with we are booked, you know, 2 months out all of our providers. Where are our patients coming from? We need to service them and there's where they're coming from first, you know, and and service them. That's how we pretty much grew, I'd say four of our five locations and then the fifth location was where is a great opportunity what you know what meets the demographic where is there a need et cetera? and that's i'd say our fifth location was the most strategic um and so yeah i wish i could say that there was more strategy behind the scale but i think that once you do you know the second the third you kind of have a business plan you kind of have You know, you know what what not to do in in building out a location. You know what to do. You know how to market in preparation of that that uh, that location opening. So I feel like we at each each turn, we we learned something, which is is obviously the goal in life. Right. (laughs) You're going to fail, then you're going to learn you're going to fail and then you're going to learn. So that's all an important part of the process. Absolutely.
1: No, that's really interesting because i feel like it could be either way right and i think mm-hmm. when you're building into a need um that kind of already answers the question of how you get people there but it's you know you're kind of backing into the rest of it right the staffing and the and the mm-hmm. planning and all of that but i mean i i think when a lot of people are scaling that's that's the big question is there an audience for it Um, and, and what do they want out of their location and what do you need to do differently and and things like that? How did you start, um, kind of wrapping your arms around that journey? Was it just kind of a, like, let's just do it. I know the need is there. Let's just pull the trigger or, or how did you decide? Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
2: I am. I, I, I do obviously lean on numbers. It's important to look, you know, to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success, but. I would say i'm a leader and a decision maker a lot based on emotion which my financial advisor is like please don't make financial financially you know like just financial decisions based on emotion that's like the worst thing that you can do but i i honestly do i i feel like if it feels right if it looks right you know it doesn't take me a long time to make a decision and i would say that that has been part of my success, but also part of my pain points because I am so quick to make a decision. So yeah, all of those, all of those feelings and that we were just like, let's go, let's do it. You know, and when we had the second open, that was a success. The third, the, you know, and it, we opened our fourth, um, the same month of March, 2022. 2020. So we opened for like two weeks and then we had to close. And that was a brand new, beautiful facility in Roseville. And then when we were, when we were opening the one in El Dorado Hills, we were dealing with fires and evacuations and the fire permit took us like nine months to get because there are so many fire catastrophes and, you know, getting a business license, license and a fire clearance just wasn't important, which I totally understood, but there were many delays. So it's, it's trying to navigate through there, you know, those types of those types of pivots. But, you know, at the end of the day, we are all providing something that most people want. And as we know, we haven't even hit the peak of the market yet with regards to those who have converted, who are interested. And so that is, that's exciting. So we know that there's going to be a slowdown, um, you know, recession economy, whatever you want to call it, we know it's coming. We know it's, you know, most people that I talk to have already felt it. And now we're going in the summer months, which is can be completely unpredictable. So I think, like you said, just we have to be proactive instead of reactive. And as as lo- if we can help each other in doing that and stay strong as a community and give people great experiences and great outcomes, then we will survive and it will just be it'll be even better on the other side.
1: Absolutely. I mean, do you believe that this has what medical spas offer? Those treatments have become a requirement. For your clients, because I I I think that's something that we saw kind of something we assumed before the mm-hmm. pandemic, but kind mm-hmm. of really proved to be the case afterwards. That it's you can't. It's just like you can't go without, you know, getting your hair done, yes. or you really can't go without it.
2: Yes, I absolutely feel. I wouldn't call our, our you know our industry recession proof. No, I think we all tiptoe around that because it's terrible. It's like we <laughs> yeah. don't want really to it. Yeah, but I mean, but we definitely, you know, people might not grow double digits every year, year over year, we might grow single digit, but that's okay. The double digits are right behind us. I mean, right. in front you know, of that's,
1: us. that's yeah. true. And I think that's something we always have to remember too, is our our normal, I don't believe, you know, and I've been in this this particular part of the industry for almost 10 years. I've been in the traditional spa industry for 15 years before that. I don't think mm-hmm. the medical spa space has, has a normal yet i don't know you know where every year this is what we can expect out of our market
2: yeah and our market it. exactly and our industry you know thank goodness we have amazing partners and innovative innovative innovators with research and development teams that are creating some spectacular devices and products mm-hmm. and so it's ever evolving and you know with with all of that being said we have a lot to look forward to down the pipeline
1: Absolutely. So what are the like, what trends are you seeing that you're you're are piquing your interest right now?
2: Well, honestly, it's scary. It's a scary topic. (laughs) But AI and Uh technology, that's a whole nother conversation. I am curious to see how that penetrates different fields in not just in aesthetics, but just overall. Um, You know, obviously, one of one of my most prideful, um, attributes as a business owner and as a leader is that I can provide jobs, you know, and uh-huh. that is, I'd say that that's one of the areas that I am watching closely, um, just with its penetration on just workflow and, you know, operate operations. Um, but outside of that, I am really excited for, us, uh, you know, things like skin Beef, you know, that Allergan's mm-hmm. launching hopefully later this year um, on investing in skin quality. And, you know, I have toured the the lab at SkinMedica and see and I've seen, you know, the things that they have coming down the pipeline, just all of those types of things. It just gives me a lot of excitement, you know, on top of all of the things that we're doing for patients on the day to day. So I, I think that there's there's a lot to look forward to.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So one of the things that I, I just kind of want to switch gears a little bit, um, and again, I'm going to call you a case study, which is a terrible thing to no. say. <laughs> and I hope you know I say it with all the love, all the love, of um, But you have you started as you know, kind of a, a one room um, at the very beginning of your career. Have kind of like I said. And honestly, just side note, I think your instincts are working pretty well. Um, So t- although I totally get your financial advisor's concern, uh, I, I always feel like if you're getting someone like you, you're getting a gut instinct, it's because you're being, like, you're absorbing all this information around you at all times. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're waking up without, you know, like you said, you you love the numbers. You love to see what you're looking at, and I think you kind of absorb that into your decision making, mm-hmm. um, and it turns into your gut. But it's not as simple as like, ah, oh, let's let's go parachuting today, you know.
2: Or, <laughs>
1: it's, it's a little, Probably a little more than that, but um, yeah. At any rate, I you're now at a stage in your ownership where you have. Grown significantly, I know that you recently on Instagram on your Insta channel mm-hmm. made the um, bitter. I believe you referred to it as bittersweet, bittersweet announcement mm-hmm. that you're kind of stepping back from the chair, and you're no longer taking appointments, and you're kind of focusing on more of the next stage in your career. Yeah.
2: Yes, this yeah. Could, this topic could literally still make me cry, but I'm, I'm not sorry. going. No, okay, no, gosh. no. It's good. You know, it was interesting when I made that announcement because, you know, I've been a, a primary injector in our NDA, obviously from it, its inception and, you know, growing to five locations, having 50 employees, trying to manage a business and still making sure that the quality and compliance is still intact. It, it was a, an essential move for me. And it, when I made that post, um, I, I didn't want to make it because I just didn't want to, make it so public, mm-hmm. I guess, but yes. I'm glad I did because so many providers and business owners reached out to me and they said, I feel you. I'm there, too. I don't know how, what to do You know, with their business growing and um, trying to manage their time. And you know, mm-hmm. I want to it's at this point in the game. I need to be there for my team. I need to elevate them. I need to elevate our injectors to be better injectors than myself. That was really my goal. And Uh to make sure that the quality and all of those things were still, and our brand was still protected, all of those things, it was time for me. I just couldn't do it all. And at the end of the day, I'm sorry, I'm tired. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't even know how I was able to grow a business. Well, I do. It was because I had an amazing team. But, you know, being a provider and doing all of these things and working until 1, 2 a.m. consistently for weeks on end, for years. It's like i can't do that anymore and so and and also i had a hand injury too that i was ha- dealing with oh. and so this was kind of phasing this was this plan was kind of in in process over the last three years i was just basically three to four years i was dropping a day a week um so i could kind of maintain my focus on the business and the team and the patients so i still inject obviously i have to keep my skills up um so i cover for people if they call out or or do events or something like that and i'm still an allergan trainer so i still obviously inject quite frequently. But yeah, I'm not taking scheduled patients anymore. But I think a lot of people and business owners like myself could really feel that importance. And, you know, we're, we're, we're trying our best and trying to figure out what's going to be the best for our team and our business.
1: So what does that look like for you um, as you're you're taking on this different level? How did you make a decision on what you will do, what you won't do, how much time you want to be putting into the business? Um, and kind of, how do you see yourself growing in this next chapter, or do you? I mean, and it's perfectly fine that you don't. You know, I think. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm I'm curious because I think, and you and I have kind of had some conversations about what's an exit strategy look like for, mm-hmm. like for on multiple levels. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what is the next step? And I know, like I said, there may not be an answer, but I'm just curious.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't like to think of anything as an exit strategy because at the end of the day, I will never exit this this industry. Uh I am in it. I am in it for life. Um, You know, DA was recently acquired um, March sixteenth of this year, and so it. I not only transitioned out of being a a, an injector as you know taking scheduled patients as the first of the year, but I also transitioned out of being a business owner. and being the person in charge, you know, come middle of March, and so there's been a lot of change with that, but it's all it's all it's all good change. Meaning, um, I partnered to to basically elevate the resources available for our team, and um, so I, we partnered with um, Advanced Metastatic Partners in March, and um, it's just an amazing organization mm-hmm. um, and company. I'm extremely proud to be an AMP partner. And I'm excited for I'm excited for what's to come. I think there's a lot of industry changes with mergers and acquisitions, and I don't. I think it's just the beginning, and none of us really know what it looks like for the future on how long this will will last. You know, at what point, you know, all of these acquisitions will will you know cease in the fever of like just the so many. So there's so much activity right now. Uh-huh. Um, and as we know, our industry is nowhere near, you know, with um, is nowhere near kind of the tipping point of of this process. And so it's it's all new. I don't know. But as a yeah. business owner, I can say that I'm still excited to be in my exact role, doing what I'm doing after the transition. And I feel like I'm in a more, I'd say, uh, influential role with the team in being hopefully more available and giving them more resources and giving them a path for an actual career path and opportunity for ed- further education and development. So I'm super excited, and I'm. It was a hard, very emotional decision, but you know, it's only up from here for now.
1: Well, and, and I mean, your success to me is like the ideal as far as you know. There's a lot of folks getting into the industry right now with just dollar signs in their eyes, which is. Mm-hmm you know, great. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money. That's totally fine. But if you don't have the intentionality behind it, um, it, you're only going to go so far. And I mean, I love the fact that you got in it for the right reasons. You scaled for the right reasons and you're going to your next chapter for the right reasons. And I mean, it's and you've been entirely and incredibly successful. So, um, congratulations. Cause that's, I, I'm just, I hope everybody kind of enjoys that type of path. It's, it's clearly you're putting out, you know, this good intention and it's coming back to you, you know, tenfold. So that's, well, incredible. thank you, Kathy. I
2: appreciate you saying that it's, um, you know, sometimes you just wake up and you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> Did I make the right decision? But, Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think if you have obviously great positive intent and you just want to continue to support and elevate all of those things, you know, we're not, we're, we're all going to make mistakes. Um, but I am confident in this partnership and what's to come. Um, but it's, it's hard, it's hard because Uh there is that question and I, I, I am not a super, well, I say I base decisions, you know, a lot on emotion, but I'm not an emotional person, meaning Uh I I don't, you know, dive into the depths of the drama and I don't, you know, all those things. But this one was a tough one, the decision to, you know, to transition. And so um, I talk to people now all the time about, you know, where they're at in their in their stages. And yeah, it's like a child. It's family. It's, you know it's identity it's so many things so
1: no absolutely i always say one of the things when i was raising my kids and they're they're bigger now but of course you're still i'll forever be raising them but um, one of the the things that i i told myself when i was exhausted at the end of every day was that meant you did it right like if you're Mm -hmm. if you're just kind of and i it's i'm not saying that you should be depleted and i think that's always a lot of women's challenges is, is mm-hmm. how do you give it all without being completely depleted at the yes end of the day? but at the same time you want to you know if you aren't giving effort then it's easy right like everything oh easy. Yeah. skating yeah
2: absolutely and you hit the nail on the head you know talking about talking about the word vanity um and then also talking about balance those are kind of like my two trigger trigger <laughs> topics because finding the balance of trying to be a good leader, but also trying to get, you know, um, being there present, present with the team and getting my work done, all of the things and being present basically. And I kind of just, this was kind of my answer. It's like the word balance for me, I just don't feel like we should use that because it's yeah. literally una- it's unattainable. I said, here's what balance mm-hmm. looks like to me. If you have a scale and you put a five pound weight on one side and you put a five pound weight on the other side, that is balance. And nothing in life is an equal balance. There's absolutely. And you know, at the end of the day, we just have to try our best. We're going to uh-huh. make good decisions. We're going to make bad decisions. But just acknowledge that. Be humble, you know, but balance. Don't try to achieve it. It's literally setting yourself up for failure. That's what I that's how I kind of speak on it. Oh, so so it's, true. it really is. We just have to try our best, you know, so <laughs> life's well, too short. Having,
1: there are aspects of it. I think a lot of it also has to do with focus. Like I've been talking to my teenager about this a lot because, you know, like the social media i love it and i hate it at the same exact same. time and but I, I i feel like it really showcases all this like glorifies a lot of the unattainable on a daily basis like it's not mm-hmm. like every single day you're going to walk out into your yacht and you know have a break. oh gosh. you know it's just like, so that's not realistic yeah i think go into your like business and have a really good day and be grateful for good conversations and it's like trying to Find that grateful balance in your everyday. And that's not the word, but more harmony. Exactly.
2: I mean, the highlight of my day last night was going to my in-laws for dinner, and my father-in-law was serving hamburgers with tater tots. (laughs) I love tater tots. And so it literally just gave me so much. I was in heaven. I'm like, I'm having tater tots for dinner. Life is life is damn good.
1: Life is good. Well, that kind of brings us. I'm really excited. And Shauna, I know you know this because you're one of our amazing speakers, but um, we are launching an event for women in this industry like you, like me, um, that have you know we're it, we're not necessarily brand new, and there's a lot of kind of challenges that come uniquely to women. Um, called the Women in Aesthetics Leadership Conference, it's taking place at the beautiful. I always say this wrong. I think it's one hotel. It's not mm-hmm. Hotel One, mm-hmm. but it is a stunning property in Miami, November first through the third of this year. Um, and we're kind of taking a time to acknowledge these things and really oh my gosh yes i'm like so ready to fo- like we're wanting to like foster community mm-hmm. um light some fires and feel inspired again make some connections develop ideas and just kind of re like spend a little time like that depletion allowing mm-hmm. that to kind of go away a little bit well yeah we have sarah Blakely there who's the founder of spanx which is unbelievable if you don't follow her you should she's like she's she's kind of my little i wish she was in my back pocket all the time because she's oh yeah
2: absolutely amazing. so inspiring yeah so inspiring so, yeah when you when you were telling me about this conference i just sat there and i just said thank you because you're this is a niche that needs to be acknowledged meaning women who work their asses off and who are trying so hard to find that balance in between family and friends and business and all these and uh, so necessary because we have to come together and just say, it's a you're okay, what's gonna be okay. We're here for (laughs) each other. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel burned out. And you can't be everything for everyone and everything. And that's what I feel that this is, like you said, very inspiring, and it's going to be uplifting, it's going to focus on community and building those bonds and being there for one another, and figuring out that it's okay to say no, that figuring out that it's okay not to, you know, scale from one to five locations that, you know, having one great location is just as good. It really is. And thinking about that quality over quantity. And I think that as, as women, you know, we always want to uh, be our best and, you know, prove that we yes. can do everything. But at the, I think that what, you know, going through the pandemic and everything right now, and this is one of the reasons why I decided to partner, it's, it's, how do you want to manage your time? And who do you want to, who do you want to spend that time with? And do you want to be, are you present? And that's kind of what i was asking myself i mean as you know i found a i found a biological sister on ancestry.com we were both adopted from korea we found each other two and a half years ago and when Uh she told me she was moving to california from new york i was of course ecstatic ecstatic Uh but i just the first thing that came to my mind was i don't think she knows how hard i work and Uh how how i am really not i'm not i'm not around as much as maybe she thinks i am i don't know because i travel and i teach and i do all these things and that was one of my aha moments was I have a I have a I have an insta sister that I found and I love her so much I want we have we have 47 years of life to catch up on
0: Uh and
2: that was it that was a huge that was one of my my main reasons why I just said I can't be it all anymore and I need to foster this relationship and not only that but just be more present
1: well right and And also just to acknowledge and celebrate the things you've done, like, I don't I don't know about you, but I know that's my probably one of my biggest things. One of my friends the other day was like, do you have any idea how much you've done? And I was like, no, (laughs) what's next? You know, it's, it's hard for us to say, you know, to to really kind of celebrate the the wins that we we all have you know mm-hmm. on a daily basis because we're all such perfectionists we're looking towards the next thing um the next thing that we need to do so that's incredible yeah. I'm, I'm so uh you'll be on one of our our panels at this event you'll be with us the whole weekend which i'm so excited about um but it is you know i think you're right we're at an industry that's of women for women um mm-hmm. And it's time we really acknowledge that it's not to say that men can't come they certainly can if they're allies you know <laughs> we definitely don't need yeah. any
2: hecklers but oh yeah we definitely need the the we need allies you know in yes. whatever shape or form or gender we need allies like my husband he's he always jokes around he's like my full-time job is to take care of you and it's like <laughs> yes please feed me nurture me put me in bed yes, yes. <laughs> i'm like a pet exactly. i'm like a pet project but yeah, no, I'm 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 so excited. Thank you for doing this. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, cheers to Alex and you and all of Amspot. Alex always talks about the women leading this industry. He uh-huh. always makes makes it a point to acknowledge that women are dominating this industry. And I always appreciated that because there are very few industries where it is more female dominated. And so a lot of us, including myself, I had no idea that we had that entrepreneurial spirit and could be a woman in business. No idea. I mean, uh-huh. I went to nursing school. I went to, be, I, I went to school to be a nurse practitioner. I didn't go to school to be a business owner right. and operate and scale business. I had, you know, We all learn as we went. And we learn for, from people like from AmpSpa and resources and doing our own due diligence. And it's, it's exhausting, but yet so exhilarating at the same time
1: yeah absolutely well i'm looking forward to celebrating with you shauna and our whole kind of group it's um in november at one hotel one hotel
2: those are amazing i just went to the one in hollywood stunning it was like an instagram beautiful every every corner and aspect it was awesome yeah
1: i saw pictures from the hawaii one and i was like oh we're gonna have to check (laughs) that one out for sure they're definitely kind of done and and they pay a lot of attention to all of that the holistic vibe which is what i think we all need a little more nature so um, i'm all for it awesome well thank you so much for your time today shauna i continue to be in all of you and look forward to seeing um, you in November and everything that you have going on. And I'm so excited for you on your next phase. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you guys
2: do. I mean, from my very first boot camp with Alex, I had just an, an immediate love and affection and respect for everything that is your mission. So I appreciate you and everything that you guys have contributed to grow our industry and make sure that it stays professional and compliant and safe and really acknowledge all of the the accolades that all of the people who have built this industry you know deserve so thank you
1: Aw, thanks shauna all right well thank you so much to shauna Christman, and we'll see you next week all right thanks kathy bye thanks shauna bye
0: thanks for joining us this week with the american med spa podcast medical spa insider This week, Chief Operating Officer Kathy Christensen was joined by Shauna Christman, co-owner of Destination Aesthetic Med Spa. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.